Bunga Bunga parties. Troy Italian society. And identity. And fascist devil. Communist commies. 5,000 years old demon from Babylon. <laughs> with very bad morals. These people are deep state goblins. In bed with the French. They are in bed with Putin. And these are their best sides. Ciao everyone, this is Giulia. And this is Raffaele. And wherever you are... Welcome to Italy. We have missed you. <laughs> Even though we don't know who you are. If you are there and what you may be thinking of us. But our original and somewhat messy podcast about Italy and what it means to be Italian. And its culture and its history and its art. And today we are going to approach a very... Political. Political. Political theme from an apolitical perspective. Meaning, you may have heard that Italy is going to the polls in a month, uh, well, less than a month, and we have been reading lots of articles and listening to some podcasts about the general upcoming election. Degenerate upcoming election. <laughs> so what we thought of doing is just to chat a bit about what the political landscape in Italy looks like, what parties are involved, but without giving our judgment or without expressing our opinion on who we're going to vote. First of all, we're not going to talk about their programs. And if you have an Italian passport and you are registered in the ARR. E. Aire. Aire. Which is uh, Anagrafe Residenti Italiani all'estero, so the anagraphic for Italian residents abroad, so Italians registered as living abroad officially. In that case, you will receive a nice envelope that will allow you to vote by post. No, you vote by mail. At, no, you don't vote by mail, you vote at the consulate. One eternity later. Oh yeah, it's by post, by mail, you were, you were right. So, of course I was right, because I did study... It by before. 18 days before the uh, set date of the elections, the consular officer... So it had something to do with consulate. Send every Italian resident abroad a envelope containing their uh, election certificate. The um, sheet, if uh, we're talking about a one chamber or another kind of consultation, for example, a referendum, or both electoral sheets. In this case, it will be two sheets, because we're voting both for... The Senate. Boring. You will receive an envelope. Okay, and everything you need is going to be there. <laughs> yeah, all you have to do is put an X. On the party you want to vote for. Pretty easy. Pretty easy, right? Is it? Not so much. There's a pretty complex uh, process going on after the vote, uh, which involves the creation, the formation of a new government. and. But you have no say in that. So you have no say worry? in that because everything is kindly provided and thought for uh, by uh, the President della Repubblica. The president. Uh, so, um, you cannot say anything bad about the President unless the. Rafale, this is totally political. All right. <laughs> Be very we neutral. Love <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, we are going to look at one of the latest polls and start from the smallest party and move up to the first and briefly explain who they are and what they want. Yeah, so first of all, let's cut off the splinter parties, like all the parties that have formed yesterday because they were there was a division from other parties. Other parties. So, they have not much of a chance. The first 
interesting part that we find in the polls mm-hmm. is called Italexit, currently polling at 2.7%. Who are these people? So these people are a single issue party. Actually, nowadays they are a two issues party. Two issue party, yes. Two issue party. The first issue is to take Italy out from the European Union and the euro currency. Mm-hmm. Second issue is the pandemic. Because Italy has been one of the countries more strict and more harsh with a, a QR code that was needed even in order to go to work. Yes, during 2021, a very strict policy was enforced with regards to vaccine. <laughs> Not mandates. We, we had the mandate as well, but we don't want to go into details about this. Uh... Yeah, we will probably cut the word, actually. We will put it there. So suffice it to say that these people do not do not agree at all with the policies that the previous government set in place and they want to they are promising you that you will have no vaccine mandates no QR codes and sovereignty from the European Union and the Eurozone. So the party was founded by a journalist Gianluigi Paragone. They have enlisted not much to Yeah, say. they have gathered some personalities from the scientific landscape, uh, some physicians, uh, COVID uh, skeptics, some... uh, COVID policy skeptics, and that's pretty much it. Move on. Più Europa. So Pure this is Europa. the exact opposite. The exact this is opposite. more Europe. <laughs> more Europe. We want more Europe. Yes. These people think that Italy by itself cannot would probably, make it. They think that Italy would probably detach Sink from Europe. in the sea. Sink in the sea, simmer, float in the Mediterranean Mediterranean or by itself. Go to Libya or something like that. And it's polling at 2.8%. So they are also very pro pandemic uh, response, pro vaccines. Uh, They are super progressive. Yes, Uh, pro, very, uh, very active on the front of civil rights. So they want uh, abortion, they want euthanasia, they want. uh, Abortion is already. Yeah, they want euthanasia is not. Uh, they want drug legalization. So total opposite of conservatives, like very very progressive. Yeah, uh, they are super liberal. Super like liberal. The most liberal of party the of all, probably. Yeah. That's yeah. Yes. Some say they are. And demons. who's the chief of the party? Do you know the leader? Emma Bonino. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Well, Emma Bonino. She's a, is... Some say five thousand years old demon from <laughs> Babylon. <laughs> Demon. We'll try to suck your that, soul. That's a very bad word. You <laughs> she is a very experienced Some say politician from the former radical party. From the former radical Many people love and respect her. Yeah, she is a cancer survivor. She's uh, always been very active in the medical. She was one of the promoters of the law yeah, enabling she, abortion. She, she actually practiced uh, uh, abortions by herself. Uh, this is becoming amateurishly. this is becoming too political. Let's no, move on. <laughs> we will cut. So cato, these cato, people cato. are very pro-Europe, and they want Italy to be entrenched more and more in a in a political integration process. So they want a European state, which as of today does not yet exist, and maybe never will. Who knows? History will tell. Next, we find. Verdi slash Sinistra Italiana at 3.7%. So a green party with uh, some uh, very social <laughs> remains of uh, socialists and communists. communists. 
party that was very strong in the Italian landscape until uh, 1991 mm -hmm. when they uh, entered uh, and formed the Democratic Party. We will talk about it later. Mm -hmm. But these are the most hardcore, green... Uh, environmentalist. Environmentalist. Uh, Friends of Greta. Next, 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 next. Next we find... Ah, this is interesting. Italia Viva slash Azione at 4.8%. So that translates into Alive Italy and Action. Action. Sounds like a Hollywood movie, but it's not. So who are these people? They are um, a party formed by two former leaders that mixed together in a kind of a fusion from uh, Dragon Ball. <laughs> you never watched Dragon Ball, no? No, uh, did you? No. Yeah, I did. I did. I did okay. when I was a child. Okay. And uh, one of these is the former leader of the Democratic Party, Matteo Renzi. And former Renzi, prime minister as well. Former prime minister. Matteo Renzi Matteo from Renzi. Florence. Not from Florence. He's from the countryside. People from Florence He's will been tell made, you it's been yeah. Tell me about that. <laughs> the other one is Golden Boy from the establishment in Italy. No, like... uh, I think Carlo Calenda. Carlo Calenda is yeah, his name. He was parachuted a... as a minister of he was something not and something Parachuted. Else. He has been Minister of Economic Development. Yeah. In How the... did he arrive there? I don't know. I don't he care. He was parachuted. Sei troppo polemico, Raffaele. They are trying to set up a third choice between the left and the right by naming themselves as the center, because Italy has no center in the political landscape. You, are, you either vote on the left, for the left or for the right. It's a kind of a polarized... So, their friends say that these people are very competent and uh, they are deeply entrenched in the government, meaning that they will be able to save Italy from the uh, dangers of populism. Their exactly. enemies say that these people are deep state goblins that want uh, Italy austerity to become, policies and, and that want austerity policies and make uh, Italy a third world country. Third world like country, yeah, yeah, and submission to the Germans, something like that. Okay. Next, we find the five star movement, Movimento 5 Stelle, at 10.2%. Who are these guys? Who is the leader? Kind of hard to say today because... Well, no, the leader is... Uh, Beppe Grillo. Yeah, Beppe Grillo is like the ideologue, founder okay. and ideologue. And uh, the actual uh, leader is Antonio Conte. Giuseppe Conte. I'm sorry, Antonio Conte is the... <laughs> football coach. Um, football coach. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the history of this party is pretty interesting. They were born, founded in the early 2000s. And they first became... The they first... are born from a blog. Yes, they are born from a blog, uh, Beppe Grillo's blog. Beppe Grillo is a comedian who founded a blog and later on a party with an entrepreneur in the digital sector. And the main idea behind the Movimento Cinque Stelle is giving people direct democracy. Yeah, the, uh, the tenets are that uh, Parliament is very corrupt yes. and all of uh, Italy is very corrupt. So Italian political system to... sucks, that's what they say. Yeah, so they say that you have to take some people, whoever, that are chosen online with uh, polls yes. and uh, put them in the Parliament and see what happens. What happened? This happened. <laughs> this so actually far. happened. And in the last election, they won more than 30% of the 
votes and yes. something like 40% of the representation in the parliament. Yes, because they have been, they were felt by Italians as being a new political force and an uncorrupt political force since they presented average, the average person, the office clerk, the teacher, I unemployed, mean, people. unemployed people, really people coming from all places in society. And they are uh, pushing for digitalization. So that's one of the environmentalism, themes. environmentalism, they want uh, digital voting uh, to be put in place. And also they are very, how to say, moralistic. Yes, they push a political narrative that really emphasizes the fact that power corrupts. So you should always make sure that there's new people going around in order to make sure they don't get too comfortable. And in principle, this could sound like a good idea, but we've seen that they have been arguing a lot in the last few months because many of them are... Uh, well, there's a rule that says they can only be elected twice... So half of, of the people who was elected uh, uh, wants to be elected again. But they cannot. But so, they cannot. They... so they split off and they formed a splinter yes. party with yes. uh, one of the most prominent people, uh, Luigi our, Maio. Yeah, our foreign... The foreign minister. The yeah. foreign minister. And he founded his own party called Insieme per il Futuro, so Together for the Future. And the people, basically all the people who didn't want to go home after this election followed him. Yeah, and uh, in the last five years, what they did was they did a government with uh, the Lega, we'll talk about it later, which is right wing. Then they made a government with the left wing. Then they made a government with everybody. So their friends say that the Movimento Cinque Stelle, the Five Star Movement, is uh, fresh air in the parliament, it's in politics, it's, it's avant-garde, forward-looking, forward environmental, and it's able to think also about the poorest and uh, the unemployed and represents the normal citizen. But would you classify them as left-wing or right-wing? They are... Um, populists but they look very progressive so they would probably be in the democratic party in the u.s and in many other places i think so they oh this is interesting to to note when they first started uh, gaining uh, popularity in italy they were very anti-euro and anti-european union and they wanted Italy to exit the Eurozone, or to at least renegotiate European treaties and end austerity policies. Then they have become progressively more pro-European. Yep. So they, there's been a transformation in the in the party's identity, I would say, and they are now more left-wing leaning than previously. Yeah, so the, what their enemies say is that they are a bunch of incompetent uh, people. Scappati di casa, Scappati I would say casa. in Italian. So people who have run away from home. And that they are not able to actually do anything and that they uh, will change uh, alliances however it's more comfortable. It suits them, yeah. And that they do not have an actual di direction or even better, that the direction they have is very obscure. Opaque. It's very opaque. Say. That they are just, yeah, they are just a proxy and they are henchmen that will just vote as the party leadership uh, says. It's party leadership, actually. It, 
It, it is very opaque. Well, we there's well, well, let's a, not say that. This is what their enemies say. It's a bit mysterious. That's what they. Mysterious. Yeah. And who is the leader of the party today? Isn't uh, it Giuseppe? The leader of the party is Giuseppe, who was endorsed by no one else than Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, my good friend Giuseppe. Giuseppe Conte. That Giuseppe is. Conte, and uh, he has lost lots of popularity due to the first part of the pandemic. And, yeah, he was in charge. Uh, and after that, and after the division of this party, that we talked about it before, it's... nobody knows uh, exactly what this party will uh, do yeah, in as... the election. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, they're actually pulling at 10%, a very low number if you think that in 2018 they got 32% of the votes. Yeah. So more than two-thirds. Who knows? Next. Forza Italia. Ah, Forza Italia. This is 11.4%. This is the party of Silvio, Silvio Berlusconi. Berlusconi. So everyone knows about Silvio Berlusconi. He does not need any presentation. Some say that he is the best prime minister of all time and a great representation of the Italian, of the average Italian person with his interest for pussy, the money, and, and food. And, food. <laughs> and football. And uh, life. Of course, his enemies will say that he's a corrupt tycoon. Uh, media tycoon, uh, the, with the a, personification uh, of the devil. Yes, with very bad morals and accustomed to bunga bunga parties. And yeah, with underage girls also. Gangsters uh, and stuff gangsters like that. Gangsters and monsters and stuff like but that. But nevertheless, we cannot help noticing that Silvio is still going strong. He's very, he's quite, he's quite age. He's 85 years old. So. Are you sure? Yes, I think so. We will put on some. Uh, no, maybe photos. he's not. Let me check. See, I think he's seventy-eight. No, he's he's older than that. If um, you he was Silvio born in nineteen thirty-six. Nineteen thirty-six. So my my grandma is from thirty-four, and One she is eighty-eight. So later. he's eighty-six. Okay, makes sense. Good at math, huh? <laughs> and uh, a moderate right-wing voice. So if you're not very much on the extreme right-wing, the right side of the spectrum, but you're not a leftist either, you may want to consider voting for Silvio. I mean, he's... If you have problems with uh, taxes, if you are searched by the tax police, exactly, you may... Strongly Need. consider a vote for uh, Forza Italia. If you don't love judges and the justice system and communists, or, and communists, commies, big enemy, big enemy uh, but you are still open and moderate and pro-Europe and pro-NATO and pro-Atlantism and don't want your country to run into too much trouble uh, on the international... Um, and you want horny grandpa as a leader, you can vote for Silvio. Next is the Lega. Lega at 12.9%. So, the Lega. The Lega is a very, very old political party. Mm. It was founded in the 80s, but he, it makes reference to a very, very old history that it's mm. like uh, the 11th century when Germany was trying to invade mm. with Frederick uh, Redbeard. Redbeard. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Germany was trying to invade uh, the north of Italy. Italy and uh, it was defeated by an alliance of Italian cities in so the Battle of Legnano. 
So it's a regional party. Well, uh, actually, uh, the wasn't it know, called Neganord before? It was called uh, Leganord. Uh, I love when you pretend to not know stuff, <laughs> and uh, she knows very well about this stuff. Everything changed because there was a change of leadership some seven, eight years ago, mm -hmm. when there was a new leader, Matteo Salvini, that one could say came back to the historical roots of the Lega, which used to be a party that was seeing uh, too much centralism and was very liberal right-wing party. Yeah, they were very pro-autonomy. So I remember when I was a kid, the Lega Nord was led by this man, Umberto Bossi, in a green shirt, shouting, that Rome was full of thieves and that the north, the productive north of Italy should detach itself from the rest of the country and become an independent autonomous state. So that was yeah. the idea in the 90s, but Salvini has Salvini changed, changed all that. of this because okay. Leganord started thinking that the actual problem, the actual centralism and the actual bureaucracy and the actual regulations were coming from the European Union. So Yeah, from Brussels, from abroad. So, so it didn't matter. It didn't matter what who was in Rome because when they were in government, like in 2011, they actually were outed by the BCA. I don't know if we could say that. The ECB. No, I mean, oh, so they were in a coalition when the infamous government led by Berlusconi fell in 2011 after his Bunga Bunga party scandal and all that, and the League was a part of that government. Yeah, but after that, there was a long period of austerity, which in turn led to one of the biggest uh, economic depressions in Italy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so a, a rise in Eurosceptic thinking. thinking. And after that, Matteo Salvini started a new project, for the Lega, it became a national party. So off goes the Nord. Northern is yeah. no longer a part of the name. It, yeah, he changed it, the name. It's just Lega right now. It's a national party and its main focus is sovereignty. Sovereignty from uh, European Union uh, and... Uh, control of borders. Control of the borders. So stopping so, illegal immigration from Africa. And lower taxes... Yes, they are uh, an interesting party from and conservatism. Many, yeah, uh, they they emphasize yeah they emphasize the importance of family as an entity. You know, Italy has been going through a very steep democratic demographic decline. Um, decline. So we have no no children. Not enough children are born each year in Italy, and this is a very worrying theme for everyone actually every party is thinking about solutions to this problem but what the league wants to do is increase childbirth statistics i mean childbirth yeah. pretty conservative on social matters for example they are against drug liberalization they are against not lgbtqi rights meaning they are pro-civil yeah, they are civil classical union. conservatives uh, on social matters on but social matters. not reactionaries for example they are for they are pro legalization of prostitution. prostitution they are not against abortion so divorce they're not against gay people but they are against 
gay propaganda, LGBT propaganda. Yeah, so they are a right-wing party. Mm. Of course, some people say that uh, the Lega will bring back Italian sovereignty and uh, free it from the shackles of the European Union and the euro currency mm-hmm. by bringing about a new Italian uh, renaissance, renaissance, still linked to the Atlantic alliances, mm-hmm. but... They're uh, very pro-America. But um, still, uh, you know, on a, with the Italian interests at heart. At heart. Uh-huh. The enemies say that Lega is uh, actually... Bunch of racist. Bunch of racist. Xenophobic. Uh, xenophobic uh, uh, people who wants Italy to default its national debt and uh, sink in the Mediterranean once detached from the serious people in the north of Europe. Mm. And what about Russia? How in the would past... You, how uh, would you describe their position toward Russia, you know, right uh, now that we are Well, in, in the past, Matteo Salvini, just like Silvio Berlusconi, etc., have tried to have good relationship with Putin. Oh, but Berlusconi actually succeeded in having... Yeah, Putin uh, gifted him with a king-size bed. Il lettone di Putin. But actually, with the crisis in Ukraine, they were about uh, sending weapons to Ukraine, but still working toward peace. That's the official line of the, mm. of the party. Its enemies say that uh, they are in bed with Putin. Very pro-Russia. Who knows? Then we have uh, the, the PD. PD, Democratic Party. Partito Democratico. Per- polling at 23.3%. What is the Partito Democratico, Giulia? So the Partito Democratico is the main left-wing party in Italy. It's Well, it has complex origins as all left-wing parties before it. I have no idea when it was founded exactly, but it's... It originates from the former Ulivo. Okay, it originates from the former Ulivo. And from the um, former Democratic. Left Democrats, Democratici di Sinistra. From the former Italian Communist Party. Yes. Mixed with some Christian Democratic from the left. uh, Yeah. Christian Democrats. Yeah. Right now they are something like the Democratic Party in the US, but they are more socialist uh, in some ways. I don't know. Well, first of all, uh, when it comes to the economy, they are very pro-European Union, so they are firm believers in the need for more European integration and they would like Italy to be part of a European state. From a social point of view, uh, they are very progressive, meaning they are pro, very pro-LGBTQ rights and uh, adoptions, for example, gay marriage, gay adoption. They are pro-euthanasia, legislation on euthanasia. They want to liberalize light drugs uh, such as marijuana. They are very pro-immigration. They believe, speaking about demographic decline, they believe that the only solution Italy has to emerge from this phase of demographic decline is to invite more people, more foreign immigrants to Italy and give immigrant children citizenship. So right now there's big discussion going on about this use scole 
proposal by the Partito Democratico, which basically means that if you are a child uh, born of immigrant parents, you get Italian citizenship after five years of school, something of like school. that. Yeah. A proposal which the right wing strongly opposes for a number of reasons. And then what else? Their, their critics say they are very pro taxing people, so more taxes, their solution yeah, to... They economic... actually said in during the electoral campaign that they want a tax on patrimony in order to finance a gift uh, for the young people. Yes, uh, they are very pro-redistribution of wealth, you could say that. Yeah. And their idea is to put a tax on very rich people who die so that younger poorer people may inherit some of their money so their friends say that they are like the democratic party in the u.s that they are very progressive but also socialist but not too much socialist and uh, no absolutely to, no no communism involved <laughs> and that they want to a more pro they want a more progressive italy and that they are very competent their enemies say that they are globalists who want to destroy Italian society and identity and identity and that they want to tax people more and more and more Is they it? are in bed with the french because a lot of a lot of uh, their leaders have been awarded the legion d'honneur that part is definitely true but their leader jan uh, sorry i was com uh, i was mixing it with his uncle uh, Enrico Letta is in fact uh, a very good friend of France. He works at Sciences Politique. Politique. Teaches at, at Paris. Actually, this is a funny part. He is the nephew of Gianni Letta, one of the best counselors of Silvio Berlusconi. Yeah, so it's so like opposite know, sides. Very competent the... people. Yeah, next. next is the first party. Polling, polling, polling right now. Fratelli d'Italia, brothers of Italy. Brothers of Italy. I'm sure most of the articles going around in the foreign press are about this party and its leader, Giorgia Meloni. So we have a woman at the center of the political debate right now. A blonde woman called Giorgia Meloni. Meloni could mean boobs in Italian. <laughs> uh, melons. Melons. The fruit. No. <laughs> and uh, she she started her political career in uh, the 90s. 90s in very right-wing parties. Then uh, she was yeah. together with Berlusconi. She was a minister. She's from Rome. She's 45 years old. And she, well, actually, most of her critics accuse her of being a fascist. The, the, the roots of her party are oh, very right-wing. Very right-wing. And some say post-fascist because she started her political activity in the Movimento Sociale Italiano which is a post-fascist party with some nostalgia for with a bit Mussolini, of nostalgia for the former fascist party and then she moved on to the National Alliance uh, Alleanza Nazionale and then, uh, and then she founded her own party so there's been an evolution which has been the only party actually that was outside of the last government of national unity exactly she so, was the only opposition to the draghi cabinet so since this government was maybe not super appreciated her party rose and rose and rose in the polls yeah there's a she is very popular among the working class lower low income side of Italian society. She is very proud of her popular 
origins. She was born in the suburbs of Rome. Uh, she, she also has a very strong Roman accent when she speaks. So she, she really emphasizes this, this side of her identity. And she became mm, very well known on the international scene uh, when she gave a speech in uh, Spain at the Vox uh, Party Congress, I think. It was an event where she uh, said... Uh, io sono Giorgia, so my name is Giorgia, I am a woman, sono una donna, I am Italian, I am a Christian, to emphasize the attention, the focus her party has on identity, what, what polit poli politologues, po how do you say that, call identity poli politics. So she's very much... Yeah, it's not identity politics. Yeah, identity... I, think I, I feel like identity politics is something really from the American political sciences. I don't think it's something that can be translated directly. Well, in... this is a tendency, Oxford languages says... A tendency for people of a particular religion, race, social background, etc. to form exclusive political alliances moving away from traditional broad-based party politics. I don't All know. All right, that is that. So, their friends say that uh, this is uh, a party that will break up with old, uh, old establishment and uh, deep state, um, a party that will not tax Italians while uh, giving them back money, defend the identity, while Sorry. still being very Atlantist and yeah, pro very pro-NATO and very pro-European Union also. They are not against European Union. Her critics say that she is a fascist, uh, fascist devil uh, that is... Uh, wants to bring wants Italy to... to the Middle Ages because she's very socially conservative. Yeah, so. she wants to bring Italy to the Middle Ages and prohibit abortion. And, no, that she hasn't. No, she says that the abortion yeah, law is here to about say. the enemies. Ah, Her enemies okay. say that she wants to... Okay. She's uh, very racist, of course, because she, she wants... stop all immigration, that basically a more radical version of Lega and uh, a real uh, fascist. Who knows? I guess no one is going to be able to form a government by itself. So are there alliances being formed? Can you tell me a bit about that? Why do you pretend to have questions? You are the political nerd <laughs> of the couple. <laughs> That's, That's not true. true. That's, there are alliances. There's alliances being formed. So we have the center-right wing coalition, which includes Fratelli d'Italia, Brothers of Italy, led by Giorgia Meloni. Then we have the Lega, led by Matteo Salvini. And then we have Forza Italia, led by Berlusconi. So The winner is going to be the, the prime minister. Prime minister in all likelihood. Nobody knows, really. And then we have a left-wing coalition made of Partito Democratico, the Greens, and Sinistra Italiana, so a, and Più Europa, so a bit of the more radical left and very pro-European progressive parties. In the middle, we have the Calenda-Renzi uh, joint venture, uh, so Italia Viva and uh, Azione, and then scattered around, we have all these smaller parties we've mentioned earlier, such as Italia Exit, and the Movimento and... 5 Stelle is the big unknown because who knows because yeah after being allied with both the right and the left and the left nobody knows what's gonna happen nobody <laughs> knows no how much how many votes they're gonna have it's, it's a like big a, a, a jolly trump card yes and they i think they will have the power to tilt the result unless the center the right coalition gains more than 50 
50% of the votes. If they get 51% of the votes, they, it's a jackpot for them. Yeah, that's not very probable, but the electoral law is very complex, so nobody really knows what's going to happen. Yeah, it even depends though, from you. Even though right now the right coalition is pulling at 49%, so only two points missing to get a majority. Uh, nobody knows. So, we hope we gave you a bit of a perspective, a better perspective on what's going on in Italy and what parties are involved and that you understand a bit more what all the fuss in the media is about and I guess we will give you an update after the election to tell you a bit about what's going on after. It's gonna be fun and we are gonna make a nice montage of this uh, podcast. We will put the funniest songs from the people. We will uh, let you hear Georgia. We will let you hear Lofi, Matteo Salvini. Listing uh, things. Listing things. <laughs> we will put in... Uh, uh, yeah, Enrico Letta speaking French. Renzi speaking English. English. <laughs> First reaction, shock. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Silvio, yeah. Always a guarantee of... Silvio making like this. Making like Putin. this. And it's going to be fun. We're going to make a fun montage. Of and this, this was Guns, Books and Cannoli. And we look forward to meeting you again on our social media and website gunsbooksandcanoli.com leave your comments if you have any and uh, please don't trust the media that's if you read articles about italy they don't know shit uh, isn't that a bit of a complot i mean we are the media now okay <laughs> we'll what see okay anyway We're what i wanted now. to say is if you have any comments please share them on our social media or our website we look forward to hearing what you have to say, if you have any suggestions about things. Let us know what you think about this episode. Does it suck? Probably. Did you like it? We hope. And then we look forward to meeting you again for the next episode next Thursday. Ciao. Ciao.